You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, y'all? This is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development, Bill 206, with another episode of our Bill Black Wealth podcast. I'm in the studio with Mr. Jeffrey, my brother from another. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you you can join us. And so uh, Jeffrey is one of our incubator program participants, uh, doing a lot of great work in the community. Um, So tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the background um, how you got into what you're doing. Cool. No, no problem. Um, so I run an organization called the Seattle Urban Book Expo. And what we do is we uh, provide writing and promotional services for aspiring self-published authors of color. How I got into that, and I'm a self-published author myself, started in 2014 because my daughter wanted a children's book, a dinosaur book, and I took it to a bookstore. And when I looked at the bookshelves, I didn't see any characters look like my kid right so i decided to write it and i i was weighing the options between being traditionally published or self-published and i didn't have the patience for traditional publishing so i took the self-publishing route and it took me two years to get all the information just to publish the book that i wanted to write for my child and after that i realized there was some other things i needed to follow up with and once i did that i, I realized that it was a service that people needed so I just started, you know, uh, creating this organization, the Seattle Run Book Expo, to provide the information for people who else also wanted to self-publish too. And ever since 2016, we've been rock and roll. Ever since, just been doing um, annual book fairs, workshops, one-on-one coaching, uh, connecting people to different bookstores or writing organizations that fits what they need. And yeah, we're just growing. And so it's kind of like a pipeline. You kind of made a blueprint on how to publish and, mm-hmm. and illustrate, and you're kind of connecting. It's kind of like a, from what I'm, what I'm understanding is, it's kind of like one-stop shop. Like people come there, get this information, it's educational. And then it's also opportunity for folks to fellowship that are like-minded, yeah, correct? Exactly. Uh, our, our, like one of my, um, <clears throat> our, our pillars, right, is we create writers we cultivate their skills and we connect them with like-minded people, uh, whether it's readers and other writers too. So that's the, the that's the objective for the Seattle Book Expo, and it, it makes it a lot easier because to me the publishing industry, writing industry, it's it's been around for hundreds of years, right? But it's something that doesn't get talked about frequently in our community as like a viable career option right. until you ask directly. Like it's something that's not promoted. Like hey, you should be a writer. It's not on the same promotional levels of like being an athlete or being a musician in our community. And what I wanted to do was change that narrative. Like, no, you can be a writer. Like you can write your own book because now you have something that you could pass on generation to generation that is, that could bring you happiness, whether it's personal or financial happiness too. And, and a lot of people that I've run into in the community who wanted to write a, a book, showing them that, showing them that it, 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 I could see the, their wheels turning like, oh, okay, now like, I can write this book, but now look at the benefits that could bring me now. So right. that's, 
that that that's been the joy of what I've been doing. Like, I've been learning ever since I've got. Yeah, so it sounds like it's almost like an opportunity to bring folks together, but also mm-hmm. like a hands-on mentoring to teach them yeah. how to how to navigate. So is that something that you kind of always wanted to do, or you just kind of sounds like you kind of fell into it? But it, I don't know if that's something that you. Kind of as even when you were younger, did you always think about like, hey, I don't really see myself reflected in these books or I think I can write a better book or, you know, I want to put my 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 story on paper. Like, you know, that's something like how did you kind of get into that besides um, writing a book for your daughter? And like you said, I fell into it. Uh, it, it. It started happening. The more people kept asking me questions, the more I became a mentor because I all the research and all the work I've done, I had the answers. So, and everybody just kept asking me like, Jeff, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? And then it just, like you said, I fell into becoming a, a, a help. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect none of this. I'm, I'm just going with the flow. Cause honestly, I just wanted to do a, a black book fair, you know, cause I never experienced it myself when I got started. Um, when I wrote my book, I didn't know where to go to promote it or to learn. So I had to go. It all started me going to Toronto, Canada. I've got to add that part. I went to Toronto, Canada to participate in the book fair out there. And that's where I got inspired to bring that energy here. Right. And like I said, originally it was just doing the event. And then it turned to me coaching people and teaching workshops. Cause I never saw myself as a teacher. Right. Like I always, I, I shortchanged myself originally thinking that I didn't have the capabilities to do it. But the more I kept learning about this industry, the more I kept learning about my craft, the more I, I, I understood that I was an asset to help people out. Yeah. And that's something about entrepreneurship and leadership in general. A lot of times people think like people got the whole blueprint mm-hmm. mapped out or the business plan or whatever you call it. And a lot of times it kind of evolves and the plan is there, but it's not necessarily all the way, all the way sketched out. And then like, you know, I know I've struggled with that. Other folks I know struggle too, just with like not knowing if I, oh, if people are really going to take the information or how's it going to land. Mm-hmm. And this and that. Speaking of the book fair, you went to Canada is, was that was that like a folks of color thing or was it? Oh, OK. Yeah. So shout out to my homegirl, Stephanie Marie Robinson. Uh, she's the organizer for the Toronto Urban Book Expo. And she gave me my blessing to say the Seattle Urban Book Expo. It is pretty, pretty much a homage to her and my experiences out in Toronto, Canada. Being from Seattle, like we have our black community up here, but it's it's small, right? It's a small community. So when I went to Toronto, Canada, not only did I see black folks, I saw Jamaicans, I saw Trinidadians, I saw wow. I was like, yo. And I'm over here bringing my Seattle arrogance, talking about, man, y'all got a, like a dope accent. And they're looking at me like, no, you don't want the accent. So I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I ain't from here, man. So, And that humbled me and then just learned about culture, learning about culture outside of Seattle. Right. Because that was my first time being out of the country ever, was going right. to Toronto, Canada back in 2016. And... So yeah, it, it's so you came back like immediately and yeah, here. And yeah, just... because what happened was I had all that the Caribbean vibe, the Caribbean food. I had salt fish for the first time; it was delicious. And, and I'm having all this cultural experience, and this is in February, right? But when I went out there during the NBA All Star Weekend, and then when I came back, all that good juju just washed off when I hit the airport, the SeaTac Airport. And I was like, <laughs> he said all the juju, all the good juju, man. I'm like, yo, I need that back. So. I, that's why I had the idea to it's like okay I need to bring that energy I felt in Toronto and bring it to Seattle. Right. But it was mainly for the event, not the coaching. It was right. It, that, that, it just morphed into that. It just morphed yeah, into it, yeah. Because the need is there. Yeah. That, you know, that's 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 the dope thing about it. 
So you talked about a little bit, you know, but like kind of what's really motivating you to continue to work that you do. And and you did talk about why you do it, but you can like why and who you do it for. Mm-hmm. And like, what's the real what's like, what's the real motivation? What's your why, basically? My why is my daughter, man, because like I, said, I got started. I wrote my book because of my kid, you know, because she was three to four years old. So it's almost like I have an obligation to her to see this all the way through now because she's grew up. She grew up with, with me doing right. it. You know what I'm saying? And now, you know, like having her involved in the events, actually having her input in decision making for what we're going to do for certain type of events, it's my kid. And now it's a family business now, and it's like the best feeling in the world to know that I, I'm, I'm cute, like I'm, I'm helping her develop, right? Like, with like not only being a child, but like an entrepreneurial mindset, now. right? Like showing her how to do a budget for events and. Like this is the type of things you say to when you want to communicate to partners or sponsors or things like that. And having her gravitate towards it and having her see what she's turning herself into now, like her mind, she doesn't feel limited right. anymore. And it, so it's my daughter. This is really the best way I could put it. It's like my kid is pushing me. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, describe your journey towards success and like what has been like one of your biggest lessons lessons learned? A journey to success. The first thing I think about is uh, everybody ain't gonna go with you. Everybody, anybody, everybody, anybody, everybody's not gonna go. You want everybody to come with you, but everybody ain't gonna go with you because it's not their vision is yours. Right. And I, and I'm happy you asked me this because I, I wanted to, you know, with the interviews I've done, one question, the uh, one thing I always want to bring out is that I've lost a lot of friendships hmm. doing this you know what i'm saying because i've missed out on things they wanted me to attend but i couldn't or they don't understand the selfishness you need to have in order to make a business work right you know especially for people who are not like don't have an entrepreneur mindset which is fine but i i what i've learned is the fact there is a certain level of selfishness that's required to succeed like you have to put yourself in front of everybody but you got to think about it, but you have to think of the, the long term, though. Right. Like, we ain't going to be cool now, but as long as I'm respectful about why I need to distance myself from you, you might come back around. And that part always hurts because you might lose friendships that you've been having for like 10, 12, 15 years. Right. But your business is your baby. You know right. what I'm saying? You got to nurture it like a mother, protect it like a father, and just like your child. There's certain people that are cool with you, though, but you know that they can't be around your kid because right. of the influences they bring. That's the same thing with a business, too. Like, there's certain things that I can't do or I can't go to because of how it's going to impact my business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, and that's one of the biggest lessons I learned for success. And I've experienced a lot of success as far as uh, developing relationships with people, uh, uh, the right partners for that. Right. Um, but it's because of that mindset I've had of like, you have to be selfish. And the biggest lie we're being told is like, oh, no, nah, you can't be selfish. You have to be giving. You could be giving, but you still have to put your business first, though. Yeah, you got to prioritize. What's, so it's kind of like the 90-10 rule yeah. uh, where it's like 90% of the work people don't see. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, if I'm going out and doing all this other stuff, I'm not doing the planning, the mm-hmm. implementing, the partnership development, the budgeting. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, that's something people don't really see. They just see, oh, this great event. They show up and they think everything just, yeah, that took a lot of work to make those things happen behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, or, any, or whatever the business is. If, hey, if you've all got a restaurant or whatever, it's like there's 90% of the work 
nobody that goes behind the scenes that nobody really sees. They just see like the finished product I'm walking in and having this experience. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And it, and the more you get into it, you more you realize how like that's necessary. It right. hurts at first. Like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to go to the birthday party or I want to go on the trip or I want to go to their event. But if you already scheduled something out for your own business, you have to make the sacrifice that you can't go. Right. And some people don't like some people understand it, but then people naturally don't understand it and they distance themselves from you. You know, it so is what it, it is. is. Like you said, yeah. sometimes it's opportunities to grow and come back, come back again later. It's kind of like work. You know, yeah. hey, I got to go to work, even though it's my own business. It is, you know, business organization. You know, I got to make sure I'm dedicating time to making things happen or being a parent or whatever. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, maybe maybe trying to frame it in that way might help people grasp it a little better. Maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in a, in a second. Welcome back to the Bill Black Wealth podcast. We are here today with Jeffrey, my brother from another one of our uh Incubator program participants. Uh, we're going to jump back in into this conversation. I got a few more questions for you. Uh, what resources do you think our community um, need to be successful to start a business, organization, et cetera? Like, what do you think like are the top uh, resources needed um, for our community? You, you need the uh, information on your business. Like, you got to know your business. And you like, I'm mean, like, you got to know it, you know, like you got to know which, what your demographics are, what's the need that you're fulfilling. And the thing, the, the the trick is though, it may take years for you to really understand exactly what your the needs you're filling. You just got to go through trial by error, right? Because especially, you know, I didn't go I didn't go to school for writing, right? I went to school for football, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I, like all this stuff just came after I grad, like after I left college. But I've always had it in me to be an artist, though. You know right. what I'm saying? But I started looking into it after my daughter was born, and one thing that I always beat myself over was I didn't have all the information, but I kept going after it. And I realized it's fine to not have all the information. So, but I would advise people though, you got to keep studying your craft. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to do it every day or at least four times a week, study it. And you're not going to have all the answers and you're never going to have all the answers for your business, but right. just have enough. So that way you can function that way you can provide a service for people. Um, another thing too is the relationships with community. Like nobody can do this on their own. That's why I don't like that that phrase "self-made." Right. That's that's a lie. Nobody. We all had every single successful person had a group of people there to bring them up to get to the position that they're at right now. Right. So relationships are very important. So if you do not have people skills, work on your people skills. Uh, work on that. Whether you got to do like training on speak like public speaking or see a therapist or something like that to get over your little hang up do that um another thing too is selfishness like i selfishness is a bit of a virtue because that means you prioritize your life ahead of distraction right that's my opinion about it so i would say gather the information gather knowledge be a little bit selfish at the same time, and also work on your relationships with uh, people that are going to provide a better way for you to get to where you need to go to. So those will be my three key things. Yeah, that's just good solid advice across across the board. Um, as an entrepreneur, what's one tip or trick that you've learned that helped you succeed? So that you could talk about what you're doing now, but just or just in general, because I know you you got a lot of different things that you're doing outside of being an author and running 
the the book expo and things like that. So just thinking as an entrepreneur, period, like what are what are some things that you learned that helped you succeed? Yeah, the like the trick. What's the trick? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> Nothing special. Um, I think the best trick that I've learned is don't be afraid of making a mistake. Like, don't be afraid of getting cussed out. Right. Like, it's gonna like you're gonna get cussed out. You're gonna people are gonna talk bad about you. It happens, but I think that's the trick is is really not caring what nobody says. And it's funny that I say that loud because I used to hate that advice when I was seeing it on YouTube because I felt like it was a cliche thing to say. Right. Like, don't give a don't give a damn about what nobody says about you. you just, and that's like oh, that's something everybody says. That really is true though. Like, you really can't care what nobody says because the older I've gotten, the more I receive. Nobody really knows what the hell they're talking about for real. Like eighty percent of people. Really don't know what the hell they're talking about, so why am I listening to those people? Right. Like they're just talking because they don't understand what I'm doing. But when I keep being around like-minded individuals like myself, they get what I'm doing. So it's like, oh, okay, I got to be around these people, right? So I can really get the advice I really need because y- y'all are doing it. Versus the 80, 90 percent of people who will never do what we're doing. So yeah, just really lose that thing of considering other people's opinions especially if they're even, even in your well it field. sounds like what you're saying you need to consider you need to pick and choose whose opinion you right babe. yeah pick because and choose. if because sometimes it doesn't matter if it's your yeah. client base or partners or whatever Mentor, yeah. somebody's giving you feedback right you know you got all you don't want to just be like i ain't listening and i'm gonna do what i do and just right. and that's how you lose support so but but other folks that may not really get it or understand it's kind of like yeah i don't really have time to try to explain this to you so yeah, so, yeah. that's the best way i could put it so it's like it's like if you're if you're if people's advice is like a lifestyle, right? And you got to buy lifestyles. You will literally look into whose advice you're taking to see if that's the lifestyle you want to have. <laughs> right. Right. So that's the best way I can put that. You know, you're not like, going to take marriage advice from somebody who's never been married. Right. Not going to take marriage <laughs> advice from you, or yeah, not going to do it. <laughs> so that's uh, that'd be the best way I could describe that, right? Somebody's giving you advice. Do an honest outlook on their lifestyle and then ask yourself do i want their lifestyle and if it's not don't take their advice then right that'd be the best way i could put it right cool mm-hmm. uh what's uh what's the best advice you can give someone who just wants to get started you know sometimes it's like it seems so daunting to try to start a business or an organization or even throw an event mm-hmm. um what's the best advice you would give folks to you know kind of get things going just start just start. Like the hardest part is starting. Like I was petrified when I did my first book expo because I did all those doubts. Like you're not a, like, what are you talking about, writer, bro? Like we was playing football since we were six years old. You ain't a writer. And then doing the Seattle the first book event. Like what do you know about cl- book events, bro? Like you sucked as a club promoter. Like why would you, you know? Right. Like why? But I just did it anyway because I, I kept empowering the outcome more than the the journey itself. Like I was looking forward to what I wanted to see at the end. Than what I was going through at that time, so I would just say to uh, what I would advise people: just start, just take that first step, just start, just 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 do it, and you're going to make a mistake. You're right. going to make hella mistakes. <laughs> right. Like I, I always tell people, like they come to our events and something like, "Oh, this is amazing," this and that. And I was like, "Well, you're from the outside looking in. It was like, great. No, <laughs> this guy didn't read the agenda. This this it was late. This, right. you know, so it's like." But, you know, their experience, you know, that's but that's part of the preparation mm-hmm. and planning. 
and things like that. It's like a lot of times I never threw an event where it went the way it never does. You want it to go in your head, right? Yeah, it never does. <laughs> but it'd be dope though. It'd always be good. Everybody's like, oh, this is the best event ever. You'd be sitting there just like, oh man, <laughs> like, bruh, you don't understand. <laughs> the food didn't get here on time. <laughs> like, right. like, like that happens to me. And I had to get over that. That took me, it took me to the third book expert to understand, like, I'm never gonna have a perfect event. Yeah. In my like you said, in my head. It's yeah. never gonna be perfect. Yeah. But everybody has a good time. So that's all, that's all that matters. Yeah, having them high expectations is good. And yeah. you know, setting stuff up for it to be successful. The structure is good, too. So that's that's good, solid advice. Mm. So how do folks get in contact? You Make sure it's in the you know marketing. It's gonna it's in the job. I mean, not the job. It's in the description, the show <laughs> description. Um, but, you know, we know, as you know, as an author, you know, people take in information mm-hmm. differently. Uh, so we're going to give you an opportunity to talk to the folks and kind of tell them how to how to get in how to get in touch with you. All right, what's up, man? It's your boy Jeffrey Lee Chum, the second, you know, aka Mr. Kicks book author. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like, no, um, I tried my best rapper impersonation. I'm sorry. So, to find me, um, so my organization, Expo, uh, you can follow us, uh, you can find us on our website, uh, www.subeseattle.com. On Instagram, we're just Seattle Urban Book Expo, just spell it straight out like that. On Facebook, it's SUBE. And for me personally, for my children's books, um, check out my website, www.jeffcheatham2.com, jeffcheatham2.com. All my children's books are on there. All my events are on there as well. So subscribe to the websites and you'll get consistent updates on what's going on. So y'all make sure you guys tap in with Jeff and the work that he's doing in community. Go out and support. Buy some books. Uh, Until next time, this is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development. This is another episode of our Bill Black Wealth podcast. See you later. Peace. produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences our coverage is raw transparent and objective praised by community leaders government officials and residents support converge media today via venmo cash app or paypal at converge media